I'm similar to you. That's okay. perhaps one of the reasons why I could see it and feel it because okay. I'm. Yeah, that's who we are. Yeah. And so you September, when's your birthday? September 8th. In September. It's the same birthday. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I, I didn't want to say anything wow. to you when you said that. The exact same that's day and crazy. the exact same year for the record. I'm 9876. Same here. I did not know that. Shut Just the front me. door. Welcome to another smile. It's just so big and bright. Thank you for that. Welcome to another episode. Don't stop smiling. Don't okay. of two in the fort. I have with me the Samsons, Joe and Tiff. Samson, how you guys doing? Good. Thank you for being here. Doing well, man. I, you know, you are almost like a, a staple at this point. Yeah, man, I, and, I uh, enjoy my, my, my seat in the car. <laughs> you did like this. <laughs> Circle back life. with wifey. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, it's, a, uh, it's an honor. You guys are the inaugural um, married couple on i think you know uh brocky and uh and trina came on but you know like people who've actually been in it doing it got bodies got you know got stories <laughs> like y'all the first so yeah. yeah thank you guys for doing that um one of the main reasons why i wanted you guys to come on is i feel like based on some of the uh relatively high level conversations with Joe, you guys are at a, a point in your marriage that I feel a lot of people are at um, and don't, and I haven't really seen much um, content about what they're doing and how they're doing it and what some of the challenges are and what they're learning about themselves and so forth and so on. And that's really, you know, at this empty nester sort of period. Um, but before we kind of go into that, because like, that's really what my, my, where I want to kind of like focus on and what's been kind of like coming up as it relates to that is just from your perspective, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met at a party uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Maya, and she invited me to the party. Uh, and so we showed up and Joe was there and um, I think it ended up being like a party and a lot of their office like colleagues were there. And so I saw Joe and I ended up asking her maybe by the end of the night, like, hey, who is that? And then um, she kind of, she definitely, that wasn't it. No, no, I'm saying it wasn't the end of the night. It was, it was immediate. Like two oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah, I, when I, like I to saw believe him. It. I feel like this is a Martin episode right now. <laughs> Absolutely. When I saw him, I was just like, okay, it caught my eye. And then I asked her the question. Um, and then we, there was another event where they're like off the whole office went out, um, and that it was to the movies. And so that's when we really kind of talked. Um, we went to see best man. Like we talked throughout the whole movie. And nobody got on y'all about that. No, I mean, Not really. no, I don't, I don't think so. Talking in the movie though. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was. Best Man had come out that weekend. The movie was packed. 
the movie was packed with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. our little conversation <laughs> oh, I got was you. probably the, I got you. <laughs> the, there were a lot of other people louder. Doing a lot more talking <laughs> than we were. <laughs> you know, because so, we like talking to the screen. Exactly. So, gotcha. you know, the little whispers yeah. and the conversation about what was happening during the movie. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, how long did you guys date before he proposed? That was that was years. Um, we started seeing each other, and before he proposed, we started seeing each other. Um, we four months later. Yeah, because that was around. It was October when I met you. Yeah. And yeah. Then, so four months later, we got pregnant with our oldest daughter, Kennedy. Okay. And then it was, she was, we got married when she was nine, right? Morgan was six? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Morgan no, no, was Morgan was in small. kindergarten. So yeah, going into. Morgan was five or six. It was nine because we got nine. married in 2009. Yeah. So she was about to turn nine in December. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it was several years later. So y'all had a nice amount of time before the I do's. No. I wouldn't say nice. No. no. So I, I'll say, I'll, I'll jump in here and say <laughs> our... <laughs> my our, bad. I feel like my bad, my bad. Our relationship is akin to a basketball game. We had the first half, then we had a three-year halftime where we broke up and were you know completely apart and it was it was wasn't pretty between the two of us right and then we're in the second half of that basketball game now and so we got back together um and when we got back together it was probably about a year after that when um when I proposed mm -hmm. yeah. so we were we broke up three years in. We were apart for three years. So then, yeah, yeah. Three years in, apart for three years, and then about a year. In, yeah, I proposed about a year, and then we got married about it was a year later. ten months after yeah. we, after I proposed. Uh -huh. So, yeah, that's, that's right there. Three, yep. like three, and then basically about two. And there were, remember, there were two kids in there. Mm -hmm. And two kids in there. Okay. What would you say was going on inside of you at that time? Which time? Halftime? The, the halftime. Half? The halftime. The halftime. Um, the halftime, I could have never seen Tiff again for the rest of my life in that moment. We had gotten, it was ugly in terms of parenting. Not parent, no, no, no. That's not true. I don't, want, I don't even want to say it like that. I need to articulate this one correctly. It was ugly in our relationship to each other over how we felt um, co-parenting should happen. Mm. And, so, um, and so I was very angry. Um, I think I can't speak for Tiff, so I'll let her say what she was feeling at the time, but I was angry um, at the situation. I was angry at how it was playing out. Uh, and so I was, I was fine with, I had these two girls in my, in my brain, I was never gonna have any other children anyway, with doesn't matter if I got married or not. Um, and so um, 
so I was I had moved on, right? I had started other relationships and you know, and decided to I thought I kind of met the one in that time frame, you know what I mean? And 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 all of that. So, oh really? Yeah. In halftime, you almost traded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First off, thank you guys for sharing. Like I know, and I'm, I'm, we're not going to stay back here, right? Like, the goal is not to yeah, no, no, go no, no, under no. every rock. I'm clear okay. on, yeah. you know, I, I, I think it is, you guys have been married for a very long time up to this point. 13, 13 years, years now. And, and, and some people don't really understand, like, how you get to 13. Completely understand. And what happened yeah. before Absolutely. the yeah. clock even started. And so... I feel it's important to highlight the process so people understand that even when they're in it at that time, they might be in their halftime, but to see somebody actually in the second half of the game who actually made it through, I think is, uh, is, 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 is really helpful. So, so thank you for the honesty about that, about that period. Um, so when you decided to pop the question, bro, like what shifted? So what, what happened was I got out of that other relationship. That other relationship ended. Um, and oddly enough, it ended from the perspective on children. And I was staunch that I was never having any more kids and realized that the other individual wasn't willing to make such a, have such a staunch stance. And so I was like, we need to stop whatever we're doing um, because I don't want to get down the road and then end up being in the situation where I've got to tell you no and all, you know all of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So that ended that, and then our our daughters were. I lived on on Maryland side. Our daughters and Tiff Tiff lived on the Virginia side in Alexandria, and so the schools were a lot better based yeah. on because. And so I'm I'm, I'm saying that to say. I had an apartment, she had an apartment on this side, the girls would go to school on this side, but we still had an, an arrangement where I had, we had the girls every other day and every other weekend, right? So no, par no person outside of the weekend went more than 24 hours without the girls, right? And so that was our arrangement. Um, and so our, our oldest daughter, Kennedy, um, back then, Going across the Woodrow Wilson, I lived in Oxon Hill. They lived off of by Eisenhower. Going across the bridge isn't like what it is today. Traffic yeah. then was, you know. So it would take me, I lived right next to, uh, right there in Oxon Hill, right off the highway, right off 495. From there to get her to school, which was right at the top of Telegraph Road, I'm not, I mean, um, Seminary Road, whatever it was, was like an hour and some change. In the afternoons, to this day, we've got all of these uh, uh, the videos, the pictures uh, from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Mm. The girls remember going to Chuck E. Cheese all the time. What they don't realize is that I was stopping at Chuck E. Cheese because it was right there on Route 1, yep. and we would be sitting standstill in traffic. Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't get bored. I had TVs in my truck and everything, but so they wouldn't get bored in the car. I just peeled off and went to Chuck E. Cheese for an hour and then let them play around, and then we got on the highway, and that's how we got home. But more, Kennedy used to always say, I don't like going back and forth. I don't like going back and forth. And in the beginning, I used to get upset with Tiff, like, 
why are you, you know, why why are you putting that in her head and nah, nah, nah. And Tiff was like, I'm not saying anything to her. Yeah. She really doesn't like going back and forth. And I, I didn't want to believe it. And then um, I bought a townhouse in, in Fort Washington, Oxon Hill area. And my, I bought the townhouse there because of its proximity to, the, to 495 and going back and forth. And so I didn't care. I'm saying that to say I didn't care about the schools or anything around it. I just cared about this house and their rooms. And when we were... When I was moving in, the girls were, Tiff and the girls, we were in a better place then. We hadn't really started, we, had, we weren't talking or anything like that in terms of um, relationship-wise um, or dating or anything. Um, we were just, we were able to coexist and be very cordial. Um, and so they were helping me move because they were moving some of the girls' stuff and I, they had their own bedrooms. And when we got done that night, that evening, we went to put Kennedy and Morgan in Tiff's car to drive back home. And Kennedy, like, burst into tears. And it was like, what's going on? And she was like, um, I thought we were all moving here. Not mm. just me and Morgan and mommy staying in Virginia. And so after she said that, it was kind of like, all right. Like, we're in different places, we're two different people, we've been through the war, through court, through all of this stuff, the ugliness, the emails, the calls, the yelling. Um, we're not there now. Who are we as, who are we today? And so, that led to us getting back together. You know, one thing, you know, being intentional about finding out who the new people were in the situation, and then, um, and then Tiff decided to, to move in. Now, she moved in, and, and I'll let Tiff explain the move-in part, because her, when she decided to move in, um, it came with some strings. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> not, in, not in a bad way. No, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was intentional, like, I'm not just going to move, because, you know, I, Tiff is more religious than I am. Right. And and her faith is very, very, very important to her. And how she viewed two people living together gotcha. meant more to her than it did to me from a from a faith perspective. And the girls, too. And the girls. Because you, you children yeah. who are watching you and they know mom and dad aren't married. So, like, that's important to explain to them and have mm -hmm. them kind of understand, too. So he, he did a really good job of painting a picture but it's just a piece. Mm -hmm. From your perspective, um, what was going through your mind when Kennedy was in the car crying and, you know, like these things started so, being, being discussed? I think that, um, to your, going back to your point for a second, it is important to kind of go back because these are the the foundational, everything that we had, and that evolution of who we became to who we are now as empty nesters, I think that it, it makes sense to kind of go back. Now it makes sense, it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, but for me, with the girls, um, having, I was a person who I didn't want to get married, I didn't want to have kids, um, I just want to do my thing. 
And so um, I was in school, and I think that I was doing a lot of traveling, as Joe was also. And when we met, I had just stopped traveling. I was like, you know what? Let me just hang out in D.C. a little bit more. Maybe I'll find somebody who's worth something here. And so I was just kind of chilling at this point. Um, I didn't finish. I had... Um, I was in the Air Force Reserve and something else. But anyway, I was here. And so when we got to the point of we, I met Joe and um, we got pregnant with Kennedy, I was, again, coming, be, being a religious person, well, I have two religious parents and a complete religious, that's our family. That's what we do. I am a pastor's grandchild and I was of age, all of his kids were adults, so um, that comes with something totally different as well. So that's a part of who I am. Um, and I was like nervous. When we got pregnant with Kennedy, I was nervous. There was a whole story behind um, being pregnant, not getting married at my house. Um, and it was scary. And yeah. I was completely, I was really afraid right um because of the backlash that i had to go through with my really with my parents and then um kind of what joe and i went through and it was just nerves and like he said it was bad and um it was really bad it was really bad so there was a lot of emotions that went in not just fear it was um oh my gosh what have i done to this this kid that what am I doing to her in this in this space um, because I'm not married to her her dad, um, and so through all of that, um, I guess getting to the point, um, yeah, getting to the point that Joe finally, well, let's go to us living in Alexandria. So the girls and I, when we were splitting the time, we lived in Virginia. Um, I was raised in Virginia. Um, I went to Fairfax County Public Schools, and that education is really important to me. And my children were going to follow the same steps unless we could find some other steps for them to follow. And that was one of the really good things I felt that we did when the kids were small, when Kennedy was small, is that we knew that we came from, I mean, when I say Joe and I are two totally different people, we grew up different. You know, all of our experiences, everything is so different. But what we were able to do is say, all right, here's what I was raised. Here is what I was raised as. And these are the good points that we're going to pull and instill in our children. And these are the points that we can leave out. And then when things were happening as they were growing up, we had to address also. Um, and so that was one of the good things that we did because we wanted to keep the good points and then instill what we knew going forward. Um, and so the education piece was really important. So we lived in Virginia and I was about that, about that life for Kennedy. Um, our school was down the street from our house. Uh, it was a great school. I was involved in the, P, uh, the PTA um, and Joe was always there and that's probably Kennedy did not, it wasn't like dad wasn't around because we yeah. still had this arrangement. So that's all she knew is that the both of us. And so her activities, things at school, um, he was, we were there. We were there together all the time. Um, and so the back and forth was a lot. I totally um, 
agree with Joe in that point. Um, and then once I moved over there, they, I think once I moved over, we were, um, Kennedy, they were still in school in Virginia and I moved over and that was, and once I moved over there, they were still going to school in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then we, um, then we decided we were going to get married and that's what we did. And I think that for me, I did not, in my head, I did not want a blended family. And this was back, way back when um, we separated and he, we, were, we were dating. Um, I wasn't doing a whole lot of dating, but, um, and that was because mentally, emotionally, I just was like, I'm yeah. not there. I have these kids, they, you know, I'm not married to their dad. I need to figure that out. I don't have really a lot of time for the other stuff. So um, I think during that time for Kennedy, like I kind of, I understood her emotion and I understood where she was coming from because I didn't really want to blend it family either. And we didn't hate, we had gotten past the point of hating. So we didn't hate each other and I liked him and he was a good guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he never, like, and he was a good dad, so there wasn't any reason for me to be like, well, nah, he, uh-uh, I don't want him to be my kid. You know, I don't want him to be there, be in yeah, that yeah, place. Yeah. And so I was pretty open to it, to at least see what would happen. Um, and I think when I moved in, I had had knee surgery, though, beforehand, and I wanted to be able to the girl be with the girls, so Joe let me stay at his place, or we agreed that I would stay at his place when I was recovering from my knee surgery. And so that was helpful because I was able to see the girls and not have to be with by myself with them yeah. my, with a bum knee. Um, and so that kind of played a little bit of a part also, is that I was there, and then... Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I kind of agreed with Kennedy. Like, I didn't, I wanted us to be a family also because technically we really were a family. Even though we had this one day on, one day off every other weekend, mm -hmm. we were, you know, we were still closer than, than some other arrangements I've seen. What do you think you um, learned about yourself when you were going through that halftime? And I, that's a really good, I love that analogy, yeah, but... When you, like when you, so, cause here's what I'm envisioning and it could be wrong. There are these two people, four months, get pregnant, things start happening. We are so rigid in our ways. And so there's so much tension that gets created from that. And then when the halftime comes, it's like, hold on. That really wasn't that big of a deal in that area. That really wasn't as big as it was. And I feel like that space kind of gives you an opportunity to reflect on some of the things that we could be doing differently as individuals. And I don't, and I'm curious to, to, to hear what you felt you, um, and what ways you made adjustments for the marriage moving forward. I think it definitely was a time to step back because also like at that four month point, point, it wasn't just Tiffany anymore, I was a mom. So it was just like the way that my mom raised me and her mom, you know, before them, I, this was, this was my job or this was my project, these kids. 
And so <clears throat> I've been blessed with this, but don't mess it up. So that was a huge, huge pressure for me. And so in that evolution, I definitely sought out a therapist. And I was just like, this is, this is where, where I am. And I know that I want to be better for my children. And then I have this other adult also that some things happen because of my emotion and my feeling and my upbringing. And so with all of that, I just want to come out and be a better person for these kids and at least be able to be a better co-parent. And so through all of that time, I think that um, I definitely learned who I was as a person, who I wanted to evolve as, as a mother. Um, and then who I just kind of wanted to be just a genuinely nice person. And so um, those were just some of the, it was a lot, but it was, that's kind of where I was. I definitely know that I made some, some changes Core person, core Tiffany, I think that she is still there. But um, I definitely, through a lot of prayer, the therapy, just kind of stepping back and being on my own. Also, I think that I just took some time to do a lot of introspection, like, dude, you didn't have to do that. Or, you know, maybe the way that you talk or maybe the way that you said this. Um, and so that was... I kind of use it a little bit more that halftime is a little more introspective and evolution. Was it, was that halftime? Well, you was off doing some other stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I was, I was, doing, I was doing some other stuff. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to note in this that after when, when Tiff got, which I, pretty certain we can pinpoint it to the Valentine's Day, the NBA dunk contest where uh, Vince Carter put his arm, like it was, it was a fantastic, it was, come on, it's one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. Agreed. Right. Um, so, like, we meet in October, February, our daughter's born in December. Um, we're still in this relationship. It was really rocky, even for that first couple of, before Kennedy was born. Y'all didn't was, know each other. We didn't, no. right? So, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm making sure that I, that I say it, like, because <laughs> yeah. we got to frame what led to halftime. You That's know? a good point. And That's I a good point. Halftime, when, when Tiff is saying that she had to do, you know, take some time for herself and, and go through these things, like, the stuff that led to halftime was a lot, like, um... And then we stayed together for about another year and, a, and some change, right? And then even after that, like when we, we again, coincidentally, that we broke up one night because um, I didn't want to go to church with Tiff the next morning. And we had one of the things in our relationship at that time was Tiff would have these not bouts, but she was wrestling herself. Tiff understated what her family is like when it comes to religion. Like, I am, I was in the Air Force, but I'm a hustler, right? Like, that is, that's my core. I'm a city kid. Tiff, her family is from Philly, and she's from Virginia, but they are church. Yeah. Not like 
church people know they are the church. I understand. Every, most of the young ladies in our family, they married. If they, they all can sing and then the men can all play an instrument. Joe can't do any of those things. I grew up in church and I looked at, and I, even the way we went to church, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, Mm. which is all West Indians and there isn't a drum or a cymbal in the entire place. I go to church with her the first time we meet and there's people physically running around the building. I'm in shock, like. Y'all Pentecostal? Okay. I'm like, this is happening? Yeah. Like in real life? You know what I mean? Holy so, Ghost. So when, when Tiff said early on that we are opposites, like we, we were really complete opposites in every facet of our lives. And so what started to play out after she got pregnant was, was those opposites. Yeah. And it was showing up everywhere. And it was showing up in a lot of places for, not to speak, for Tiff, but from the outside looking in on Tiff, how I was viewing it was, well, you're still trying to figure out who you are in this. Tiff was still living with her parents. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I, I was you. in the Air yeah. Force, had my own apartment, all the other stuff. So there were pressures on her that didn't exist in my world. If Tiff didn't go to church, which you had to be on death's doorstep not to, then she still had to look her mom and dad in the face in the morning to be yeah. like, why didn't you go? You know That's what I mean? Thing. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Um, there were moments where Tiff was like, I don't want to have sex anymore because we're not married. And I'm like, well, one, we've already got a child. Uh, two, <laughs> I'm 25 years old. Like, you're not just going to chop me it off. It don't the get much charged. You know what I'm saying? And that, so yeah. these were the things that we were, you know, and it and it meant a lot to her because right. again, the who she was, relig, not religion, because I don't want to say it that way. Faith is still an integral part in Tiff's very fiber, right? right. Like she, it's everything to her. Um, and so, so a lot of what was tugging at her was what she grew up, how she grew up, how she was. And then you got this other this guy who now you're joined at the hip with because you've got this child. The way she approached motherhood um, from the very beginning, like she wasn't joking. It was, this is my child, mm. right? Like I'm responsible for this child. Now again, that f- after that four months, I'm like, no, it's not your child. It's our child. And we are responsible for it. But Tiff is my mom and her dad too. Don't get me wrong, her dad too, but... Like she said, she was recreating the type of mother her mother was to her, which is a fantastic mother. Yeah. Right? It is an absolutely fantastic mother. But because of her age and because of everything where she was maturity-wise in life, she hadn't gotten to the space where she had individualized that role yet. And again, I'm saying it from the outside looking in. Because now I have to, I'm battling with this, like... No, it's our kid. Yeah. No, I I need to see our kid every day. No, our kid can spend the night at my house. You know what I mean? And so there were a lot of these. I felt like it was always something. I, I like I had to fight for Kennedy. I'm I moved from my apartment downtown, right down here, to an apartment that was literally one mile, doorstep to doorstep. To her house. 
to her apartment. Her and her sister moved in together. And she moved because she was pregnant, right? And I did that because I needed to be able to, I was intentional. I wanted to be able to, to be there at any point in time. If I didn't spend the night and I went home to my house and something happened to, to Kennedy, or you woke up in the middle of the night, I needed to be able to get there in like that. And I could be there. It was literally one stoplight. That's it. And it was a mile. So if I came out of my apartment, I could automatically make a right without even stopping at that stoplight. The only one that mattered was down the street at the left. And that was it. And so, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because in the halftime, I got to that half. We got to the halftime because that, that night when we argued about me not going to church the next day, which I think I had gone to a party in the first place. I'd gone to a reggae party, come back. And Tiff was like, we're going to church in the morning with Kennedy. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like going. To me, I was saying, I'm not going to stop you from going, but I don't want to go. I was also at a place where I couldn't digest the church she went to. It was too loud. It was just too much for me. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable there or anything like that. And so I didn't want to go for all of those reasons. And we argued really, really badly about it. We were still on the no sex bout in the moment right there when I was just like, we're going to do this and ain't nothing popping off. Like, enough is enough, right? <laughs> so so you, you mentioned a good word, which I feel is, a, is, a, is an appropriate segue, which is intention. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I feel that, based on what you guys are saying, that once the decision was made, the intentional decision to come together for the sake of the family, mm-hmm. then there were other um, acts or whatever that occurred. So being intentional about how you're going to raise your kid, where you're going to put your attention, where you're going to put your focus. And you do that for X number of years. And you end up in an empty nester situation and imagining what type of focus and intention is placed when you have kids in the house. How have you guys been managing the shift after the kids have gone from an intentionality standpoint? Um, For me, it has been, um, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment um, because I think that going back in 2018 or 2019, um, not to you know get back into any of the highs and lows of parenting and all of that um, in marriage, but um, in 2018 or 19, Joe was just like, you know, I would like for you to find something that you enjoy. He was like, you give, you know, you give everything here, but what else do you enjoy? And that happened in 2018. 18 or 19, yeah. He was just like, the girls are going to be leaving soon. And I took it as, in my mind, I was just like, you want me to find something to do for myself so we don't have to hang out, so you could, you know, just be this empty nest or whatever. And the whole time, I was thinking like, okay, when the girls leave, Joe and I can go back to that four-month mark 
where we left off because we really didn't have dating. We didn't really didn't date because mm. we got pregnant right away and then it becomes, you know, you're feeling some, you know, you don't feel well all the time. You don't. And it was so much of that. I was just like, you know, it'll be cool to go back and do some of that dating. And so when he said that, I was just like, hmm, you know what? After I got over what his what I thought his initial statement was, I said, you know what? He's right. What did you think his initial statement was? Let me ask that. That there weren't going to be any children. Well, Joe is very social, as you know. And so he just, he just likes to be outside. And so that's just his thing. And so I felt like, and I'm more of a homebody, and I can go out, but it's just like it's not something I have to do. And so I felt like, he was just like, well, make sure you're doing something so you can be doing this over here and I can go. So do you don't this bother me. Here. Yeah, basically. Okay. So you don't bother me. And I was just like, I don't really think that's what marriage is supposed to be. But OK. And so then I was just like, you know, he does have a point. He does have a point because as much as we need time together to maybe go back and do some more dating and other things, we do need that time apart. And I do like being by myself sometimes, too. And so. Um, Thinking about that, I did look into something I've always liked real estate. And I was just like, you know what? Let's look and see what this is about. And that is just something that evolved that I did like it. I do love it. And it was something else that um, looking real estate and investing is just like something else that is now a project for me because the kids are not there anymore. And so it's just like, okay, well, now I'm shifting to my marriage, my husband, and this real estate investing. Because now we are consultants. We're really not parenting like we were. And that mm, parenting like that. that we did, it was the way that we did it. We gave them, we gave them, we left nothing to be desired. We gave them all the tools that they needed to be good citizens of the world, right? And so that's the, we wanted to do that because we didn't wanna have any regrets after, like, oh man, we should have taught them about this. We yeah, should have yeah. taught them about that. And so I think that that evolution, what's happening now is that I don't feel like, oh dang, um, did I remember to teach the girls this? Or did, you know, Joe teach them about, you know, how men are gonna treat them or whatever, did they do that? We've done that. Mm -hmm. And so now as consultants, it's just like an adjustment for me because this project is done and now it's like refocusing. And so that's part of the adjustment is going back, going back to get getting some therapy and what, who am I now and who do I want to become? in the later years. Thank you for saying that. Sorry, that was my, a long way to get there. No, 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 no. no. It was, that was, yeah. you it landed was that plane, like yeah, who's yeah, the yeah. dude <laughs> in, New oh, York, in New York, in the, the river? Yeah, 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 yeah. You landed it like him. Yeah. Nice. Can I add one thing in real quick? Sure. The reason why Tiff is saying 2018-2019 on that statement is because it took her a long time to settle into that. Because I'll be honest, I 
we had a lot of conversation about that. And I, one of the things I said, and as much as I know my wife, I can't stop how I communicate sometimes. And I, I know that if I say a one-liner, she sticks to the sound bite. And then it doesn't move from there. <laughs> and so I said to her in the conversation that I don't want to be responsible for your happiness when the girls leave. And while it may have been a little rough in the, in the conversation, I needed her to understand that. Um, I probably could have said it a little better. Um, yeah. I, I probably could have. But it was but true. Was, but it was true. Yeah. Because she poured, I mean, we, we both did. Don't get me wrong. We, we both poured everything into the girls. They, they didn't have anything that we didn't show up to. There isn't a school that we weren't a part of. I mean, we, everything. Even from back when we weren't together and it was ugly between the two of us, um, the school actually thought we were still in the relationship. We were there for that. And so, um, so I needed Tiff to understand that they are leaving. We are preparing these young ladies to leave after they graduate high school, go on to college, and then continue to a space that is outside of this house. They will never come back here as actual residents. What are you going to do? I got all of these interests. Yeah. I can be out of the house doing a thousand things and some things with you. But outside of the girls, what do you really like to do, right? And so, you know, it took some outside looking in again, I saw Tiff soul searching, you know, thinking about, well, what am I good at? What do I like to do? How do I like to do it? And then when she decided to get, to go into, to start looking at real estate investing, that it looked like she found all of those little pieces, the attention to detail, the planning, all of the little things, the characteristics that she poured into the girls would make her a great real estate investor. And so she was able to kind of shift some of that. Now, she's right. Our role as parents today are strictly consultants. And we told the girls that. The day you leave for college, I can no longer tell you what to do. I can only advise. Because you don't live here, and I don't know what you're going to do with that information. And so, um, so where we are and, and it's also important to note for all those watching, this is November. The girls just left. Our last daughter just left for college in the middle of August. So we are literally at the bumpy phase of, yeah. of um, empty nesting. We're finding our stride. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're still putting one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow, it's rocky, it's not. But we're finding that stride, and it's pretty interesting so far. What's helpful, and I'm so glad I asked how you guys met, and I'm so glad that you answered because it does really add context to where you are now. And I think I equate what you're doing or processing at this point to dreaming. And in the conversation that we had about Kanye was during that period where I realized that 
I didn't really know how to dream. And that kind of blew my mind. Another time when my mind was blown, similarly, was when I had, my lady was in Brazil and we were having a conversation and I, I'll, I can't think of a better word. I'll just say I'm needy. I used to always look for someone else to be the source of my contentment, happiness, whatever the case may be. And the wisdom of my lady recognized that. And she was like, you've got to find how to make yourself happy. And it pissed me off when she said it. But there was something in me that I knew it was true. And so I was trying to get her to come back. That's the reason why. She was like, I'm here. I'm doing what's making me happy. I'm living my best life. If you don't figure out how to do that, our relationship will be stunted as a result of it. And when I, when I hung up the phone and started mentally going through the Rolodex of what makes me happy, I had no names in that joint. Like, it was empty. And that scared the hell out of me. I did not know what made me happy. And I had to go figure it, I had to go figure it out. And I fumbled around a lot. And I think it's something that happens often with people who are either parents or married, that there's so much attention devoted into a particular thing that they take a backseat so long that they forget, you know, like what, what gets them going? Like what get, really gives them peace? And I commend you for at least recognizing that that's something that you know you need to do for yourself and, you know, for the marriage too and for the kids. Because all of the things that you guys have taught your daughters up to this point, this is another thing that you guys get to model like as a, as, a, as a couple, you know, on that second half. What does second half look like? What is loving yourself? What is making yourself happy? You know, once you devote a, 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 a considerable amount of time to a thing and, you know, they, they pick up on that just like they picked up. You'll be a different consultant in a different area. But um, the question that I have is, How have you, um, when you started going through the process of trying to figure out what makes you happy in your thing, were you nervous? In 2018, 2019, or when kind you, of now? When you actually started doing it. Not nervous. I was not nervous. I feel like um, when the girls were still there um, at, at, at home, and I wasn't nervous, not at all, because the other part that, to what you were just saying is that I am, I am a dreamer, and I do, I can, I think everything, everything is fair game. And so I was actually, it was exciting, because I was just like, because I can sleep at night knowing that I have pushed these two people, started to push these two people out, or that we have, into society. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, God, Kennedy and Morgan, Kennedy and Morgan. 
nope, we've given them the tools. And so it was excitement because yes, I'm gonna be consulting them, but I can consult them, they can come home, I can go see them, we can, and I still do tell them stuff, um, but you know, in a consultant type of way. Right, right. But, um, you know, I, it was just excitement for me. I was very excited, like, okay, well, what do I wanna do? Like, I felt like when somebody asks you, what, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Well, I am a risk taker, and I am all about, let's do it. Whatever I can think of, let's figure out a way to do it. Make the goals, short-term goals, let's get there. So I was excited. And um, I think that that excitement and real estate investing for me kind of still was one of those fair game things. We can start here, but there's so many facets of it we can go here, we can pivot here, and then we can diversify and do all these other things. So it was just excitement for me, and the kids were still at home, so it, there wasn't like a, a fear, not fear, but like an, any anxiety about them not being here and hoping they're okay in their first six months in the dorm or their first six months away from home. Like, they were still there, so like, it was just a huge whiteboard that I could just say, oh yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah, we could do that too. And then if Joe does this, I can do that. And it just went. That's awesome. And it was just kind of, then kind of walking and talking Joe through it. Like, okay, well, what do you think about this? What about this? So it was excitement. Would you say you're, I don't know what's making me ask this question, so forgive me, it's just <laughs> on my spirit. Would you say you're a judgmental person? Judgmental, critical, these are the words, those, when you said judgmental, I thought about critical. I think that I am, I can be. Okay. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say it, yeah. Critical. Of yourself? Critical of myself, and I feel like critical judgmental of myself, and when the kids were in the house, critical and judgmental. All of that, especially when it came to things pertaining to the girls. Gotcha. Yes. Very, yeah. Okay. Which is not always great, but okay. I was like. I don't know what made me. I, I think it was the way you were um, describing. I don't know what it was. I felt like you're like a real. Like this. And like, this. and, and, and. And in order to do that, there's a lot of analysis. There's a lot of measuring twice, cutting once, that to maintain. And um, I'm trying to I'm trying. What, when, and so when you were describing your you being a dreamer and dreaming big, I'm imagining juxtaposing that with this and 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 somewhere in my mind i don't know why i had those two no, things that's good it's, yeah it's that's perfect me. because her outlook on parenting and all of that even when tiff yeah. her her biggest it's the gift and the curse mm. the gift and the curse for tiff is that the gift is she is always cognizant of how 
she is or how she is perceived as a woman and a black woman to raising two young girls into becoming women. And so down to how she would dress, we have an ongoing joke in the house whenever someone's doing something crazy. Tiff is like, did anyone see Michelle Obama? Did anybody see Michelle? That's her thing. Did anyone see Michelle Obama? And she says that from the perspective of, and that's where the comes in. So even when Tiff, even, even while Tiff is a dreamer, all of those dreams and whatever it is for her to become, it's to become so that the girls can see what they can become. Or for the girls to see an example of what is there if they become. Does that make any sense? And so, so the judgmental comes in and that's where the curse comes into it. Because then you're paying attention to everything. Sometimes too much of the things. Yeah. That it, it can box people in from experiences and that's where the balance of having the exact opposite you know, co-parent to say, no, let them go to that party. No, they get to ride the Metro by themselves. No, let them be, let them experience, let them do some of those things that you are trying to stop them because you don't want them to have not seen Michelle Obama. You know what I mean? And I think as you're saying that I'm similar to you, that's perhaps one of the reasons why I could see it and feel it because I'm... Yeah, and so you September. When's your birthday? September eighth. September. It's the same birthday. Are you serious? Yes, I, I didn't want to say anything wow. to you when you said that. The exact same That's day and crazy. the exact same year, for the record. I'm nine eight seven six. Same here. I did not know that. Shut Just the front door. I held on oh to that one. Oh, I'm getting chills. So yeah. Let me let me in, let me say this real quick. When we were here filming the, the wow. other episode, and you were like, we were talking a lot about different things. We, had, we were talking about other stuff so we didn't infringe on the conversation. And everything I said, you kept saying, I identify with Tiff more than you on this one. <laughs> I identify with Tiff more wow. than you on this. You kept saying it, and in my mind, I was like, they have the same birthday. And then when you said, we can do it, have this conversation, I was like, I'm gonna wait to see if it plays out in this conversation. That's yeah. crazy. I'm so glad you did that, bro, because yeah. that That's was, craziness. when you posted it, that it was your birthday, I was like, oh, shit, I haven't wow. the same birthday. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. OK, so you know who I am. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Should we take so, these off now? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Thank y'all for coming. God bless y'all. <laughs> What are we doing? Here? But that the um, that's wow. I love that. That's good. The things that I feel you're setting up for the girls are things that can also be set up for you, though. And so, and we've got to get out of our boxes so that we can experience those things that that we're setting up and um, religion is a tough one because that's all the religion religion is really for the most part is a box and you know you put God in there and God's got to fit in that box Mm -hmm. and and you can't there is no room 
to expand. It's one of the things that I, uh, one of the reasons why I stopped subscribing to, um, I went to a Pentecostal church and went to, you know, Episcopalian, you know, Amy Zion and all that. I was in a heavy too, heavy, heavy, heavy. I just felt like the box was small than what it was supposed to be for what we were describing. But I think one of the things with religion for me and for the girls is that having that, to that polar opposite in the house, you can still see and understanding religion and what it is and still seeing a spiritual person or these traits that somebody who's in church, you know, seven days a week, they're still serving and loving people unconditionally. Well, over here, that seven day a week person, they should be doing the same thing. So are they yet similar? And so I think having Joe in the house and still when the girls were, the girls were younger, it was, this is what we're doing in order to instill some, in order to instill that trait or, and then be able to understand as they're growing up, but they're also Joe's child mm. and very analytical and they need logics. So I'm explaining, Joe is explaining, and now that they're older, they are coming into their own themselves based off of what we gave them what we saw, what they felt, and what they understand. And so I think that now, when we were raising them, I definitely was like, okay, like this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. And Joe would, like he said, you know, I don't think we need to do that. I don't think they need, need that. I think they'll be fine if. And based on us raising the girls, there was a a lot of time when I was just like, all right, nervous, scared, all of that. But I had to do that not only for the girls, but for Joe, yeah. because we are raising these girls together. So it can't just be my way all the time, yeah. which is evolution. Um, and I think that and now kind of Joe being in the house, us kind of raising the girls explaining religion and understanding spirituality and all of it, now I feel like I have, along with the dreaming now that they're gone, I feel like, what does this mean for me? What do I, what do I want? So I feel like as an empty nester, I feel like everything is just, everything's on the table to kind of figure out. So are you expanding your box? I feel like I am starting to open one side. How do you do that? Um, I think being aware of what I am and my core, what that looked like for me, if there are any similarities, um, if there are any similarities to things that I used to do, could I do it differently? Um, really just kind of being more aware and more open to things, I think that's mm. what it is. I think that's the biggest thing. Being more aware and open and I'm not raising two little brown girls anymore. And so it's, I, we're still raising them, but they're not in my house. I'm not living in a fishbowl where, you know, 
like I said, the thing about Michelle Obama is just like the class and grace that she exuded and was still, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Like that's, those are the type of girls that I want my two, our two, to be out there in society, you know? And so now, now that I feel that, it's just kind of like, okay, well, hmm. This, I don't know if it, this has to go this way. Like, I still feel like I'm doing X over here now. So we can kind of switch some things up. So I think just kind of introspection, um, just learning more about myself and learning more about myself as an individual because that's, that's also where we are um, that not only are we trying to learn about our marriage and us and how we communicate, but it's also me mm. and Joe, you know, and what do I, and I think what also happened in this time that we've started since August, like we lost a bunch of weight. So it's just like, okay, well, what do I want to look like now that my size is different? You know, I don't, I'm not necessarily going to a PTA meeting and I'm not going to the club. So where am I at? And what do I want that to look like? And what do I still want to exude when I go outside? So it's like a lot of introspection and evolution is the way that I found is working to kind of broaden and open the box a and, little bit. And one of the things that I have been doing is I say something on here a lot. I don't know how much you walk, how much you um, watch, but I generally default to the path of least resistance, and the path of least resistance generally is what I have been doing. So, in order to challenge that, I'm constantly measuring my 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 uh, and challenging my comfort zone. So and not really too sure about how I feel about something, but there's something over here that doesn't feel, I feel uncomfortable, but am I uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable or am I uncomfortable because it's not what I normally do? Right. And so I use those as opportunities. I posted something um, this morning on, on, on Instagram that said the, the the problem is the portal and it's really just a just a way of saying whatever there's an opportunity whatever i perceive to be a challenge is really my body in the universe god's way of um giving me a chance to demonstrate a newer version of or an expanded version of who i actually am otherwise i wouldn't have that problem um but it's one of the reasons I don't, I, when I asked him on, when I asked him if y'all would come on last week, all I could envision was you thinking about um, how to handle this new, like, like I said, I relate to you more than I do to him. I didn't think about what he's doing. Never registered in my brain. <laughs> just, just, just never even, never landed anywhere. It was just like, huh. Well, now Tiff is doing that. I wonder, but now I understand why. One of the things you said that 
makes me want to tilt the lens to you, bro, is that four-month thing and her wanting to go back to that because you guys didn't really get to date seems like a really important piece of y'all relationship. Mm-hmm. Is um, When she mentioned that to you, what were your thoughts about that? I agreed with it. I, I, under, I understand the weight of it. And I understand, I think it's, I think it's the, um, when you look at, when you look at the calendar of our relationship and where we are, and you really frame it correctly, we literally had four months where we had no other care on this planet but the two of us. How our relationship is, um, who we are, we were getting to know each other, um, yeah, like even inside of that, a couple of things that happened, like um, she threw me my first birthday party, mm. right? That I had ever had since I was a child. Yeah. And so, but my selfish, immature brain was like, but you didn't give me a gift. Mm. And she was like, these people who traveled from out of town that are sitting in a restaurant that it was all a surprise are here for you. I, I need to give you something tangible. For me, a couple of months before, for Christmas, we had a terrible gift exchange, right? And so in my mind, I'm like, well, this is your chance to get it right from back then, right? But, and I'm saying all of that, like we were... I'm saying that from the perspective of we were really trying to learn each other in that, in that, like you're supposed to. And then I come back from Trinidad for Carnival and she's like, I'm pregnant. Like literally off the plane, I'm pregnant. This is March. Boom. So now we, we put a huge, I don't even know if it's a pause because at that time, you don't see today. You don't see August of 2022 as the pickup from yeah. that day that I got off the plane and um, coming from Trinidad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is almost 22 years later. Mm-hmm. So I love that she framed it that way, that we are picking it up from there because we're completely different people from then that we are today. Um, and so I agree with her. What I, all, what, I, what I think is also interesting is in this phase, this first four months of it, and we just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and it was, um, was kind of like, well, I want to do some of the things. Tiff made a realization. She was like, you do a lot of stuff by yourself. Like, I do. Is there anything you guys would do differently um, in hindsight than you did? Because I, yeah, I'll just stop that. Would you, do you, do you, 
would you have given yourself more time, devoted more um, energy into yourself? I thought about that um, recently, but just like, it, it was a quick thought because um, I see on Instagram all the time when people are at self-care is yeah, kind of a little more buzzword than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago and uh, self-love and all of that. And um, parents, you know, and women specifically, you know, take time for yourself, make sure you have date night. So take time for yourself and take time for your spouse. And so what I haven't put together yet is that the way that you want to parent, how do you fit that in? And so I don't know the answer to that question to be able to say, yeah, I would have done this differently. Because like the way that I feel like we parented the way that we wanted to parent and I feel like we did an amazing job and I'm very proud of the way that we parented. And so one, you know, some of the decisions that we made, like one that I think about all the time is that Joe, we first started, um, when he, we first started figuring out when we moved to Waldorf and it was just like, okay, well, what's going on here? And then Joe was just like, well, where's the NAACP? And we finally figured it out. And I was just like, all right, cool. Let's go to the meeting. So we both went. And then we went to one, I think it was like at the second meeting. And I was just kind of like there listening and things like that. And I was just like, it's seven, eight o'clock. And the girls are at home. They're old enough. They're fine. They know what they're supposed to be doing, the evening routine or whatever. But then I was just like, okay. A couple of things happened. Um, Joe, as he met more people, which does not take long at all, then he was like staying there longer. And I was just like, oh, it's now nine o'clock. Like my kids are at the house. And so what happened was that I, I decided, I was just like, you know what? This is really more your thing. And I don't really like the evenings not being there with them in the evenings. They're, to me, they're very responsible. They're still kids, but they're very responsible. But I, being present, was what I got and what I wanted for them. And so if that's Joe's thing, cool. But I'm just I'm going to do this. And so in that decision, I didn't feel bad about not going to being involved in the community like that because – what I'm ra- you know, what I'm, what we're over here raising to that's put out into this community, yeah, yeah. that's important <laughs> as well. And so I can't really say yet, like, of course, yes, I would have loved more date nights with Joe where we didn't talk about the kids because that's always tough to try to separate that when you go out to dinner. Like, could we just talk about us instead of, did you see what Kennedy did or whatever? So, yeah, on a large scale, yes, I would love for there to be a balance. But I also can say now the way that I parented is the way that they turned out right now is what I felt like we wanted for them. So I don't really I don't really know if there's anything that I would go back and change early on for Joe and I. Yeah, of course. Like, I think that we were really we were kind of rude to each other. We were kind of mean to each other early on and whether it was reciprocated. Okay. You know, or, you know, it was a, 
a, a catalyst for something like I did something, so he did something like that. I wish that that could have gone a little bit different. But then when I look at that too, like I feel like all of those steps created who we are now. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Would I change anything? Because I think I what know. um what I'm I know that if my lady and I were real good at taking care of ourselves at this point, but we're not good at taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm clear on now. Yeah. And I'm mindful of the fact that if we keep on this trajectory, that it has the potential to create room for tension down the path. Once you're committed to something, you're committed to it, right? So it's not about whether or not it's going to work or isn't going to work. I think it's about how you want it to work. And I think for us, I'm speaking for myself. So I want to, what's challenging for me because she and I, like it's so crazy how similar our relationship is relative to y'all. Like even with, um, I'm a music person that ain't really, we're so good, and I forgot where I was going, damn, but we're so good at taking care of ourselves that I have to be intentional, a word again, of creating space for us to do things together because we're just so good. When she told me to go figure out what made me happy as an asshole, I actually went to go do that. I went and did it. Now we, and, and I found it. And I found it, and I love it. And now, right. and, and now it's so, the autopilot, yeah. the relationship is suffering. And so I'm, I'm, don't, the reason why I mentioned it is because I think it's natural, a natural response for, for, for parents to be like, hey, let's just put our head down and let's just go and focus on these kids. But when their ass is gone and it's just the two people, when you look up and you look across the table, across the bed or whatever, and you be like, I don't really know who this person is. And I hear so many people even say, once these kids is out of the house, I'm getting a divorce. Like, and they just really making it, you know, and those kinds of things. And so for somebody watching, hearing your story, I asked just to kind of see, like not to say there's any plans on doing anything different, but just um, in hindsight with it being 2020, is, is, there, is there a perspective that could be added? But could I just insert one more thing real quick? Um, and I'll make it short, I promise. Oh, but I think that that autopilot piece is something that we are, we are getting back to because all of this time where we were you know, our, our project was the girls. I really think that Joe may have had a little bit more of a balance than I did. Mm. And his balance has, his balance means that just what you said, like there are things that he does by himself that he likes. And now I don't want to be coming in. Okay. Well, I'm going too. I'm going too. And it's just like, and I, we've started to have that conversation. conversation. Like, I was just like, well, I want to, I want to go. 
And he's just like, I like to do this by myself. And so what I'm having to do also with the evolution and adjustment is to say, all right, so am I going to sit around and be mad about this? Or am I going to understand that this is where we've been? It's not horrible. We're still married, you know, and find something else. Like, that's kind of where we are. Like, well, what do we do now? Because... I want you to be happy and I don't want to be standing up in the museum all afternoon. I will walk through, look at the stuff, read all about it. Yes, that is great. That is nice. They are so talented. They're so creative. But once I walk through, I'm not, Joe is going to be in the museum taking <laughs> in yeah. every yeah. piece of art and how they curated and set up what's beside it. And I'm not. And so we understand that much. And I am not going to now put you in a box now because, like, I'm back. Yeah. Nah, so now it's just kind of let's figure out what we can do. And I think that is, I, I, keep, I keep piggybacking timestamps to this, mm. to as we have this, as we're talking today, because, again, the girls just left in August. Yeah. This, this conversation that led to that, answer was a conversation based on me saying no to something and that was two weeks ago right like so we're You're when we say it. we're in it we are actually in it yeah. trying to figure out because tiff is like you know tiff is noticing and she said it and cause she was like you do a lot by yourself right and because i'm the social one you know i was born that if the sun is shining outside, I have to go out in the sun. Until the sun goes down. Remember, we talked about early on the opposites. Tiff can stay in the house and never see another human being Happy. for three months at a time. When quarantine first happened, the happiest human being on the planet only person who was literally doing cartwheels was Tiffany Sampson. And it was two, it was two people. Yes. Two people. <laughs> my birthday twin. <laughs> she, was, she was literally saying, I've been practicing my entire life for this. Oh, yeah. I've been, yeah, I got, I've been flexing. I used to sit outside in the, in the garage and wave at just so I could have the mailman to at least see other than my family. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and in a joking way, that's what we were, we were basically talking from the perspective of, okay, you do a lot by yourself. Some of those things make you happy. And at first, Tiff was like, well, I don't know if I want to be a part of the things that make you happy because you're being, you're basically being happy without me, right? And so, and I'm like, but they can coexist. What? What we really need, what we're learning, what I, I won't say we, what I am learning here is that we, I have to find the things that we like to do together. And then figuring out how to put those into some sort of, some sort of normal pattern in our lives, right? Um, how do you do that? Well... So we, we just came back from a great vacation, right? The last year, we put our heads in the sand 
and we, um, about last year and a half, we put our heads in the sand and we went hard at some real estate investing. Um, and then our daughter was leaving for college. And so we did all, so that trip was like the culmination of this last year and a half. When we came back from the trip, I was sitting down, we were thinking, we were talking, and I think I had done something, came back and said, you know what, okay, next year, we need to take a trip somewhere that actually has some water because I also realized in that how we travel is different, mm -hmm. right? And so <laughs> she's chuckling because <laughs> literally the, the, the polar opposites show up in every facet of our lives. Mm. So how we travel is different, but the common denominator in that is as long as that water is blue, we figured turquoise. out now turquoise blue. turquoise blue. We figured out now how to travel together without, with both getting what we need, and now we're like, okay. Next year, I said, instead of waiting for the anniversary trip in October every year, we're gonna shoot for blue water once a quarter. Right. Some way, shape, or form. That's strong. Right? Some way, shape, or form. Now, if we don't get it, our goal is four for next year. Right? So four times in some way, shape, or form, getting there, getting to some blue water. And even if it's just the Florida, it doesn't have to be an island. Right? That'll, that's, our, that's, that's forming our new normal. Right? And then... Um, that recharges our batteries yeah. in different ways, but both come back with our battery recharged. And then how, you know, and then we, we go out to eat a lot. Like we're finding the little things, yeah. right? Because that's a, that's, it's funny. When your kids, when children leave and you become an empty nester, some of the things that people don't really talk about or it's like the little things. For instance, you actually don't know what you like to eat. You don't know what you like to cook, and you don't really know how you like it to taste. Huh. Because for 18 years, mm -hmm. well, 22 years, because yeah. Morgan just left, so 21 years, everything I've ever put on in a pan on the stove, unless it was an intentional thing for me one day a month, had Kennedy and Morgan in mind. Everything I bought at the grocery store, mm -hmm. every juice, every, every single thing in our refrigerator, everything in our pantry, everything in our cabinets were tailored to these two little girls. We liked it. We may have put our spin on it, learned to love it. I haven't eaten spaghetti since August. Mm -hmm. I thought I loved spaghetti. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's wild. There's so, so many of those real. things. It's these little things, and so it to go back to Tiff to bring it full circle to Tiff and this picking up at that four month part. You really are yeah. picking back up right there, literally right there. Mm. Because from that day four, you know, once Kennedy got here in December third, two thousand. All changed, all changed, yeah. everything. Every dollar, 
Every single thing you did changed. The way that you look at things, the way that you look at the world, it's everything. The way that you, I mean, for me, the way that you look at other people, it was, everything changes. And now we don't have to worry about that. I get the feeling that um, I'm asking these questions because I um, I don't know what a marriage looks like at the end. I don't know what somebody staying committed for long periods of time look like, but I always envision this occurring throughout the whole process. And because, but I feel that is what it is, right? I'm not mm -hmm. saying that's wrong. Like, that's just the composition of a marriage. Ebb and flow. Yes. And I'm asking these questions because I feel it's important to highlight that. I'm like the, the darkest, most challenging moments and periods are the things that I want to document, to highlight, as long as there's a story on the other end showing perseverance or showing, you know, fortitude, whatever, whatever, whatever we label it that represents making it through. And so I'm asking the question, the question I'm about to ask is why I'm asking this question. So I had to set that joint up. Absolutely. I get the feeling that if I were to grade, if you were to self-grade yourself from a parenting standpoint, it would be a relatively high number, all in all. Not to say you're perfect. Mm -hmm. How would you grade your spousal number? Grading what type of spouse I feel that I am today. Or Over have been. Have been. With the with the with the I'd with the parenting it. and all that kind of stuff added into the dynamic, I think those are two different grades. Yeah, they're though. different. So let me how you are as a no. So when you look back, you'd be like, "Damn, I could have been a better." Maybe I don't think I'm asking the question right, so forgive me. Okay. Oh, I think I could have been a better husband in this area. I think I could have devoted more time, and because I feel that way, I might like. Here's what's gonna, you know, compel mm -hmm. me to do something a little different. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. th I think that's my question. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'd say about a C, and I think that over we had this conversation since the girls have been gone. Also, that when you step, I think that maybe a part of any evolution or like huge change, you definitely got to take a step back and do some introspection, because to me, while you're evolving. It's just like you can't do necessarily think or do the things that you used to do because you've evolved into something else. So you need to take a step. At, so the way that I look at it is that I do like to take a step back and say, okay, what, what was I doing over here? To then now I'm able to say that I'd give myself about a C, a spousal C, because I know what there are things that I know that I would have liked to do different or better. 
as a wife, and this as what I feel a wife should be for this man, you know, because it could be different. But for him, I feel like I could have done some things different and or better. What, what would you give your number or your grade? I'd go B. Hmm. Um, I think some of the things, if there's something I could have. Pause one uh, second. Hold that thought. No, no, absolutely. Did you, would you assess her as a C? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would you continue with the B. I want to make sure we continue. Yeah. I'd say I'd say B. Um, yeah, because I I think um, sometimes I I go with intention as a part of as a part of it. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with intention as a part of it. Uh, some things were personality based for, for me, or, um, if I could, some things that I didn't do were sometimes personality based. And if I look back, it's not really personality based. It was probably more ego or something like that, or just some dumb guy rule in my brain, or something that I thought made sense in my brain. Um, And then sometimes, but then sometimes I also realized that some of the things could have been, uh, some things that I didn't do, and I'm just, I'm talking about my rationalization. Some of the things I didn't do were sometimes a reaction to maybe a feeling or a reaction to the C rather than, you know? Um, so yeah, so I'd go with that. Are you, was he a B? I'd, I'd give us both C's. Okay. And I think the introspection, like I said, looking back, there are definitely things that I can see, you know, more time here, more, it was probably mostly time, but I think that we both could have done some things different and or better or um, which that introspection is, that's why to me it's so important because if you look, you have to look back on it and look back inside, you know what I mean? And really check your own self, Yeah. check yourself and like, you know, you really, you could have done this or you could have done that. And that's why I think that we both could have yeah. do that introspection and we both could have done a little bit better for each other. And that's a really, <clears throat> it's doing, and I think that's a really interest, fair analysis because it's so subjective and like our internal thinking and processing and justification for some things don't ne- doesn't necessarily always make it out. But what I think levels the playing field is the fact that there are blind spots. Mm-hmm. We could have done better or different. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of ownership in that piece of it, which yeah. I think is really cool. What I'm hearing you guys both say in a nutshell, is 
you're still in it. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. And excited about this part. Yes. That's the thing. And I and that was something that really resonated with me. Like I could see it in your, mm-hmm. your I could feel the excitement that you have for the person and the opportunities and the unknowns. Um, and I really liked the way that that felt in this, some of the, cause I, you know, we've been talking about some stuff that's up and down. I think it's important to land that plane. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that dude's name? <laughs> Who? Um, he, Denzel in the movie that just came out, Denzel was the No, nah, that's something different. No, oh, no, it's no. Hutchin uh, River, dude. That's a river. It's a white I'm guy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh man, him, okay. Yeah, and I I'm just, sorry. somebody Denzel, just, Dressed up as him for um, Halloween. Halloween. Oh, I was just watching on on uh, Abbott Elementary. Somebody dressed up as oh, him yeah, on the. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. On the yeah no for that I forgot his name. But um, and it almost feels like it's a new opportunity to like experience each other. Absolutely. To get it right, I feel like to get it right. Like, because to me, like, I, I don't accept the C. Like, I'm not, I'm not happy about my C, and I know that. And so what I feel like is, all right, he's evolved into another person. So even if I tried to go back and do something that I knew would, know would work, you know, back in the day, well, this is a new person now. So it's just like some of the things that I know are core, you know, but the other stuff I feel like I can, yeah, I can get it right. And I can really, you know, we can ride out and not be miserable when we're 60. Like, we could be happy and excited. Um, and that's kind of what I'm, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to, too, is to get it, the parts that, we, that I didn't get right, to get them right. One of the things, I just talked to my lady this morning. We had a very intimate moment with each other. Um, and they happen frequently, and it's, and I think both of, both she and I, mainly me, I'll say, as I'm trying to come to terms with this acceptance thing, and just being okay and not being so judgmental with myself, and the idea of not having everything laid out and everything figured out creates all of this anxiety and tension that prevents me sometimes from seeing her and earlier today when she and I were she was making coffee and I looked over at her and I was like I thanked her she did something that was really selfish and uh I sat and I looked at her and I just kissed her and thanked her for just being her and that was letting her know that she is enough and nothing about her has to change and that she's just great just the way that she is. And that doesn't mean that there isn't room for improvement. It just means that this thing is not based on you doing anything different. If you want to be better, then you be better. But it's not a requirement. You know what I mean? And I feel... It's important, especially for, I feel like, people like us who are, Joe's going to look across from you one day on deathbed. He's going to say, you did just fine, baby. The fucking, excuse my language, 
the key to the lock is us feeling like we did fine. And that is a really difficult thing for me. And I'm, and I'm in practice daily of reminding myself of who I am and that I'm okay and that I'm fine. And that C is an A. It's an A. 